Hello, dear friends. Once again, it's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF with your radio pastor and evangelist, Robert Venable. We're so glad to be with you today. I'm not trying to take your pastor's place or to be uh, on the level of some worldwide evangelist, but I am a pastor to the body of Christ, and I am an evangelist to the world through the media. So we're so glad to be with you today and to wear both hats as a pastor and an evangelist today to minister to God's people and to reach out to those who don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. Uh, It is so good at this stage of my life not to be considering uh, being put out to pasture, so to speak, but to, I believe, the greatest impact of this ministry uh, with the gospel of Jesus Christ upon men and women born boys and girls, is occurring right now. And it's occurring because we're using the media. We are not confined to the four walls of our church. We are reaching beyond those walls because of of stations just like WMAF who are connected to the World Wide Web. This broadcast goes just like you're hearing it right now live in Madison. It goes anywhere in the United States, anywhere in the world where anyone is connected to the world wide web. I am convinced if Jesus was walking physically upon the earth today, uh, he would be talking to people through the media as well as as in those crowds that he drew. You know, he could never draw a crowd like the crowd that comes around radio and comes around television and comes around their computers. The media has opened the door uh, to hasten the preaching of the gospel to the world. And you know the Bible said in the book of Revelation, when this gospel of the kingdom is preached into all the world, then shall the end come. We're, 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 we're getting into that, that last day move of the Holy Spirit that will bring the last day harvest, that will bring the coming of the Lord, the great tribulation, the, the second coming of Christ to establish an earthly kingdom that will last forever, a new heaven and a new earth. Praise God, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Well, we're part of that great company that is publishing God's truth and God's word. And we're so glad that you have joined us today. If you're not a Christian, please stay tuned. You can't help but notice uh, the changes that have come uh, in our world uh, nationally and globally. Uh, We are seeing the very signs that signify the soon return of Jesus Christ. The prophetic conditions of the world are occurring right now and the prophetic conditions of the church in particular. That day shall not come, the scripture said, except there come a falling away first and then that man of sin that's that son of perdition that antichrist will be revealed but there will come a falling away 
first. And we want to make sure that you're not part of the backsliding crowd, that you're part of the front sliding bunch. Praise God. Amen. I had a, a man say, if you go to Pastor Venable's church very long, you're not going to backslide. You're going to front slide. Praise God. Well, we want you to front slide today and, and get closer to God than you have ever been because we need His covering like we have never needed His covering before. We're going to talk to you again about uh, from the from the uh, uh, miry clay to the rock to stay. This is our third edition of this out of Psalm 40 and verses 1 through 3. Let's begin with the first verse today. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my goings. And he put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it, and fear and shall trust in the Lord. I want to explain that word fear in verse 3 real quick. We don't want to just pass over it. Don't look at this word as a dread of God. If you are part of His royal family, if you have been made a son of God uh, through the, the shed blood of Jesus and your repentance and your acceptance of Christ as your Savior, this word fear, when you become part of His covenant children, and part of his sheep of his pasture, it is a word that has within it the devotion uh, and the, and the love and the and the the relationship and intimacy that God wants for every single person on this planet. Because the word fear interpreted as in this context would mean uh, to to deep reverence with awe. And affection. I want to say that again. Deep reverence with awe and affection. Praise God. Amen. This is not the dread of a God who wants to judge us. Who certainly has the right to judge us and will judge us unless we repent of our sin and receive Christ as our Savior. But this is a God who wants to love us and wants to bring us into His presence and wants to bring us into His holy city to live with Him forever and forever, age without end. I want to explain that word again. Deep reverence with awe and affection. A God this great can be loved this deeply because He invites us to come. Particularly in the New Covenant, He invites us to come behind the veil and to come into His very presence and experience the fullness of joy that is that is experienced in that kind of intimacy and that kind of spiritual relationship. You know, Christ said to the church of Laodicea, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and him with me. First John says, And truly our fellowship, our koinonia, is the Greek word, and it's always about intimacy between two people. 
Hallelujah. Truly, our fellowship is with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Truly, our fellowship is with God. Listen, friend, today. God wants you to fear Him in the sense of reverencing His presence, honoring Him, wanting to live a life that glorifies Him because of our devotion to Him. And I pray today that we will not just receive commandments from His Word, but we will see His Word as His will for us, and we will have enough devotion that we will want to serve Him. We will want to please Him. It's a win-win. It's a mutual enjoyment of one another when we come to that place of devotion in the Lord. Praise God. All right. He put a new song in my mouth. Even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear. They will reverence Him. They will love Him, and they will trust in Him, it continues to say. They will be encouraged because of what He has done for you and what He's done for me to put their trust in the Lord. And He wants to not only deliver us out of the horrible pit, He wants to establish us. The Scripture said, He set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. There's the glory of his provision. Not only does David talk about him pulling us out, but also he talks about setting us up. The word rock here refers to a high place, a high cliff. It speaks of a place of safety, which is high above the slimy mud we used to live in that held us captive that we couldn't extract ourselves from. We've been delivered from that life of darkness and deadness and have been lifted far above all that and set in a place of stability and security. You know, the Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. That word safe is high above the reach of our enemy who wants to do us harm. It's a high place that he places us in. Glory be to God. You know, it's not enough just to lift us out of the pit and the mire, but he establishes us. He sets us in a place where the enemy can't Pull us back down. I don't know if you've ever uh, seen one of the old old movies where someone is trying to climb out of a well or climb out of a, a dungeon and, and, and some entity, some evil being grabs them by the ankles and threatens to just drag them back down in. I'm going to tell you something about the freedom and the liberty that is in Jesus Christ today, whom the Son sets free is free indeed for this very reason. Not only is he able to pull you out of the miry clay and out of the horrible pit, he does something within you and within me. He sets us in a place far above the reach of the enemy to pull us back in. He doesn't want to lift us out and then just leave us to our own devices. He establishes us and establishes our goings because He puts our feet upon a rock to stay. Glory be to God. Thank God there is a rock which is higher than I 
There is a place of stability and security where I can stand without fear of falling. We have been set in that place by the mighty hand of the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, the New Testament says when you get saved, when you receive Christ as your Savior, your sins are not just forgiven. There is a transformation that occurs and a translation that occurs. The Scripture says we have been translated out of the powers of darkness and into the kingdom of God's dear Son. We have been, past tense as Christians, translated out of the powers of darkness and into the kingdom of God's dear Son. And this is the glory of His provision for you and me. In Romans chapter 1 and verse 11, the Apostle Paul said, I want to come to you. I want to come to you that that to and 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 give you a spiritual gift unto this end that you might be established praise god you see god's will has never been just to forgive sin and to leave us in a place where we keep sliding back into the clutches of our enemy into the prison house of 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 all of the the habits and all of the the terrible terrible torments of being caught in something that we can't break out of. Oh, friend of mine, that prison house of darkness is shattered when we come to Christ. Not only does He pull us out, bring us out, but He brings us in to another place. A place where we are kept by the power of God. A place where we are empowered and enabled by His presence and His own strength imparted to us. You know, that's what the Bible said when it's talking about, I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. I'm going to tell you, I can't live the Christian life. I want to live it. I will to live it. But I, in and of myself, by my own resources, cannot live the Christian life. Ah, but the one that has come to live within me can live the Christian life through me as I yield to and trust in Him. We have been established. Praise God. And that's what Paul wanted to communicate. I don't want to preach and see people delivered and then hear that they have slipped right back in to the same bondages, the same habits of the old life. I want to see the chains broken. I want to see their feet set upon a rock. And we know in the new covenant that that rock is none other than Jesus Christ. Praise God. Hallelujah. I love the scripture and the promise to ancient Israel in this, uh, in light of being established. It is the words that Jesus spoke, prophetic of himself, when he began his public ministry. It's in Isaiah chapter 61, and I want to read the first four verses. It says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me, to preach good tidings to the meek. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. You can see God's delivering power and God's deliverer, Jesus Christ, in this verse of Scripture. To proclaim, verse 2 says, the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. To appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You're going to see that in this psalm because he's not, when you get established, when you find out that God has lifted you out and he has the power to keep you out, you're going to have a song of praise for him every day of your life. Praise God that he, that, listen, that, that the garment of praise for that spirit of heaviness, that they might be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Hallelujah. And they shall build the old waste, and they shall raise up the former desolations, and they shall repair the waste cities and the desolations of many generations. Ah, when God can not only uh, save you, forgive you, and deliver you from that that held you in bondage, (laughs) but now he will use your testimony to cause others to come to know him and to know what he's able to accomplish in and through his son Jesus Christ for us praise God that's the glory of his provision and then there's the glory of his promise the Bible said that he established my goings the idea of affixing one's steps it means that God has a plan for David's life and God has a plan for your life And God has a plan for my life. He has prepared a glorious future for David. The same is true for each of us. Every one of us. God has a plan. We are people of His purpose. Hallelujah. Praise God. The Lord reached into our pit and lifted us out by His grace. Then He set us upon a stable rock and leads us along a clear path. You see, the Lord doesn't just save you and deliver you. He also has a plan for your life. In the old covenant, he said to ancient Israel, I know my plans for you, plans for good and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Hallelujah. God has that same plan for you and me today. Praise God. He, and he talked about his plan. And it begins with saving us and, and, and writing our names in the Lamb's Book of Life and recording our names upon the citizenship of the heavenly New Jerusalem. For the Scripture said in the New Testament, for surely our conversation is in heaven. It means that our citizenship literally is in heaven. The day you get saved, the day I got saved... Heaven recorded our names among its citizens. While we are right here on planet Earth, our citizenship is recorded in the New Jerusalem. Hallelujah. Praise God. No wonder the Bible called us uh, uh, strangers and pilgrims while we were here. This is not 
our abiding home until a new earth is created and a a new heaven and a new earth comes into being. But right now, right here, at this moment, your citizenship, if you're a Christian, is recorded upon the rolls of all the citizens of the holy city. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because God doesn't do a halfway job when He truly saves a man, woman, boy, or girl. He delivers us from the powers of darkness in effect, the horrible pit, and he translates us into the kingdom of his dear son. By the way, that word goings can also mean happiness and blessing. Not only has the Lord promised to direct our paths and lead us each step of the way, he has also promised to bless us beyond our wildest dreams. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible said, Now unto him who is able. And when you see that word able in relation to his promises, it means able and faithful. Because if God has the ability, but it isn't faithful to use it in our behalf, then it would do us no good. But he not only has the power to do this, he he has made the promise to do it. <laughs> Therefore, he is faithful to do what he has promised, and he has the power to do it. Praise God. Amen. And that is the glory of what God is able to do in your life. I've had many people say, you know, Pastor Venable, I'm not going to become a Christian unless I'm sure I can live the Christian life. I don't want to be a hypocrite. Well, I appreciate the fact that people want to be open and honest and sincere in in their consideration of all of these things. But I want you to know very, very clearly that you cannot achieve this in yourself. No man can. No woman can. We are all kept by the power of God. We are all sealed with the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. It's His presence giving us the power in our life to live for Christ and not to go back into the same old sins, the same old habits, the same old patterns, the same old addictions that we had before we came to Christ. Ah, friend, the Bible said in John's Gospel, chapter 1, as many as received him, Jesus Christ, to them gave he the power to become the sons of God. This word power is not the word for strength and dunamis is that word you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. That is dunamis. It is that word for dynamo. It's that word for dynamite, only it's beyond dynamo or dynamite because it's God's infinite power. Oh, friend, that is that word. But this word is what allows us to receive that power. This word in the Greek means the authority, the absolute legal authority to become the sons of God, the power to become the literal, bona fide children of God, that we might be able to say with the Holy Spirit bearing witness, Abba, Father, unto our God. Hallelujah. Because He has brought us into His royal family 
And he has called us his very sons and his very daughters. And the moment you become not just a sinner saved by grace, but a sinner who has been saved by grace, translated out of the powers of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son, and now qualified, hallelujah, to become the bona fide sons of the living God. That's why Paul said, said now, this, this, it doesn't appear what we shall be. We look through a glass darkly at our best revelation. But now, right now we have a clear and concise understanding after you receive Jesus as your Savior. Now we are the sons of God, hallelujah. Uh, you know, sometimes I'm just an old sinner saved by grace sounds uh, very humble and, and very, uh, you know, sounds like it's a spiritual thing. It isn't. We were sinners. We have been saved by grace, but we have come into God's royal family. And now we who were sinners, who have been saved by grace, now we are the sons of God, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Glory to God. Amen. What a, what a fellowship. What a joy divine to be held in His leaning on the everlasting arms. Held in His everlasting arms. Praise God. So this is the glory of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He not only delivers us from the miry clay and the horrible pit. He sets our feet upon a rock. He establishes our goings. Praise God. You know, the Bible said that His Word will become a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. Amen. The prophet of old talks about his goings being established because he said, Though the fig tree shall not blossom, there be no fruit upon the vine and no cattle in the stalls. He said, Yet I will joy in my God. In fact, he said, I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. Because even in that troubling time that he talked about, when everything goes south, when everything is wrong and everything is bad, he said, He will make my feet like hinds feet, and He will make me to stand on my high places of testing, and my high places of, of, of persecution, and my high places where, where the, where I would never be able to stand and go through these things, except He establish me. Praise God. Friend of mine, God may not change every circumstance immediately when you pray, but He will change you, and He will change me, for He will establish us that we might be able to stand, having done all to stand. Praise God. You know, friend of mine, that's why He provided His armor for you and for me, a spiritual palavy, something to cover us from head to foot. Glory be to God. Amen. Because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but powers and principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places, according to Ephesians 6 and verse 10, 
Wherefore, because we in and of ourselves, by the, the will and strength of our own flesh, we are not able to stand in light of these spiritual forces that are going to be laid against us. Wherefore, take you the whole armor of God, that you might be able to stand and withstand in the evil day when the enemy tries to push you back into that lifestyle, back into those habits. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth. Put on the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Put on the, the shoes of peace, the preparation of the gospel of peace, and, and the shield, above all, the shield of faith, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, the Roman soldier, decked out for battle, hallelujah, from head to toe, he is clothed with his battle gear, so that he might go forth and fight and win, praise God, friend of mine, we need more militant, minded, spiritual soldiers of the cross to stand up and demonstrate the victory that God has provided for every one of His children today. For too many that God has delivered from the horrible pit have slid right back in to the horrible pit. And the good news is today that, that you can not only be delivered from that pit, even if you've slipped back in that pit, but you can be established, hallelujah, set upon a rock where the enemy can't pull you back in because he has no more power over you. Glory be to God. I believe this phase of our salvation, this part of our deliverance needs to be reemphasized today, and that is God's deliverance and God's establishing you and God's establishing me. Make no mistake about it today. God loves you. God wants to deliver you. God wants to save you. God wants and sent His Son so that He could pull you out of the pit and not only pull you out, but set your feet upon a rock. Oh, friend, don't let anyone tell you that you are hopeless and helpless. Come to Christ and let God do what He purposed and promised. And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. <laughs>